Come on, Fuse, how are we feeling tonight, every campus? That's what I'm talking about. Look, if you're in another campus right now, you can't smell me. If you're in Anderson, you probably can smell me. I smell horrible because this fuse in the summertime. And if you're not sweating, you're not doing something right, all right? So just double down on the deodorant when you're at fuse when you're here this summer. And let's just sweat it out, all right? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Hey, how many of you enjoyed hearing from your fuse pastor last week about the vision of good culture? So, man, we are so blessed. We got so many amazing young leaders around here, and it's incredible. And I hope all of you at every campus are paying attention because a lot of you are going to be, you're up next, all right? We're doing ministry right now, but our job is to help train you and get you ready to change the world in whatever sphere, whatever place that God calls you to. And so I hope some of you were inspired last week as you're seeing your fuse pastor preach at your campus because for some of you, that'll be you here in just a few years. So I hope you're ready. So tonight we're going to continue our Good Culture series. How many of you love, love, love having brand new sixth graders as a part of our ministry? Come on, can we put our hands together? We love you guys. Look, I know, I get it, I get it, I get it. Some of you, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm in the sixth grade. I'm not even in the sixth grade yet. What the heck? Look, you are a part of the family. You are our little brothers and sisters. We love you. We are so honored that you are jumping in with us. We are doing this series honestly for you. Not just for you, for us as well, for all of us, because it all applies, but specifically for those of you who are just now getting your feet wet here in our ministry, it's an honor to be a part of your discipleship journey, to be a part of your journey in following Jesus. Tonight, I'm going to offer to you what I believe is a fundamental part of your discipleship journey. Some good culture right off the bat is going to be this, bring a Bible and a notebook with you when you come to Fuse. From now, from here on out, look, if you're 11 years old and you're getting ready to start the sixth grade, for the next seven years as you're a part of this ministry, bring something to take notes. There's a saying that goes like this, a dull pencil is better than a sharp mind. You know what it means? If you write something down, you're going to remember it. It doesn't matter how good or, you know, how amazing it is in the moment, you will forget some of the things that you learned. So make a habit of writing stuff down. So bring your Bible, bring a journal with you. Because we're in this series called Good Culture, where we're talking about, one, we're defining what culture is, and two, we're talking about how do we make it good? How do we make it win? How do we make it a really um, important piece of our life? Because it already is, so how do we make it good? So some things that are a part of our culture that you may know about, we have Gauntlet coming up here in just a few weeks. And it is going to be, I'm not kidding, it is, we are done with signups. We are done. You cannot get in if you missed out. You need, to, you need to be a part. You can commit to watching online. It will be a fraction of the experience you could have in Daytona, but, you know, you missed your chance. It is what it is. For those of you who are going, I'm telling you now, prepare your heart for what's happening over down there. We have been in meeting after meeting after meeting talking about this year's gauntlet. It's going to be completely different. We have some special guests coming in that you will not believe. You will never forget them. You will not forget this gauntlet. It is a turning point for us to make sure that you are there. We also, a handful of us, just got back from Israel a couple of days ago. Every two years, we take a trip. We offer a trip to our few students, rising juniors and seniors, I think, and some of our young adults to go to Israel. If you are a junior or a senior in high school, you need to be saving money because we're going again in two years. And I'm serious, this, this trip will absolutely change your life. Find somebody who's been. So good culture. All right. Here's the definition of culture. You can write this down. If you're taking notes, you can kind of frame your mind around this. Culture is the combination of the things that we create and the things that we allow. The culture around us, the culture in our family, the culture on our sports teams, the culture in our dating relationships, the culture with our friends, the culture around us is the combination of the things that we've created, that we've decided are going to be in there, and the things that we have allowed. 
That's what culture is. Here's another thing I want you to write down. This is kind of the sequence of events and why we're talking about it. Culture, go ahead and throw that next slide up there, A Control. Go with me a little bit. Do we pause? Do we freeze? I didn't bring it. There we go. Culture shapes our thinking, and thinking shapes our actions. Actions shape our habits, and habits shape our lives. Look at this again. Let me show you. The culture shapes the way that you think. The way that you think shapes the way that you act, and the way that you act shapes your habits. The habits that you have determine the life that you live. So now you can understand why good culture is so important because good culture will help you to have a life that you will enjoy. Bad culture, if you create and allow bad things in your life, bad things in your relationships, bad things in your friendships, bad things on your teams, then what you will have is you will have a life that is bad and it's not because you wanted it to be bad, it's because you allowed bad culture in there. So here's what I wanna offer to you tonight. Here's what we're talking about tonight. That good culture is commitment. One of the aspects of really good culture here at Fuse and in your life and in your relationships and with your mom and dad, with your teachers, with your football team, with your volleyball team, with your track team, whatever it is, good culture requires commitment. One of the things that is so amazing about what God uh, has promised us in Scripture when Jesus is getting ready to leave his disciples, he says this. This is how much commitment mattered to Jesus. He says, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you no matter what. Because Jesus knew that creating good culture requires commitment. And if you're going to create good culture, you have to be committed. And so Jesus said, God promised us that he is extremely committed to us. The question is not whether or not God is going to be committed to your life to your future, to your present, whether or not he's committed to redeeming your past. The question is not whether God's committed to you having a great marriage one day or having a great career one day or finding a, a, you know, an amazing community to be a part of one day. The question is not whether or not God's committed. The question is this, how committed are you? And we're gonna find out. But first, I wanna pray. Can we pray? Let's pray. And as we sit here and pray, before I ask God to do anything, I want you to just try to take all the things that are going around in your mind, and I want you to imagine walking around to all your thoughts and just saying, shh, 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 shh. I want you to get to a place where your mind is still. Father God, we love you and we trust you. You are good to us. You have plans that are good for us. And you are here with us. So Holy Spirit, we open ourselves to you and we just ask, would you come now? Would you show us Jesus? Would you teach us Jesus? Would you help us to learn to follow Jesus? Come now in Jesus' name, amen. I wanna read this passage of scripture to you. And it looks like in this passage that Jesus is kind of being a little bit, you know, let's just be honest. Jesus is just challenging his disciples here. His disciples are coming at him with a bunch of questions. Jesus is throwing a hard challenge out there to him. And Jesus is getting at the point right here where he's talking about commitment. Jesus is talking about how following him is going to require commitment. And here's what he says. These are not my words. I could come up with a statement, but it would not be this harsh. This is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, 
verse 62. Here's what he told his disciples. Check this out. Jesus said to him, one of his disciples asked him a question like, like Jesus, let me go bury my dead. Like, let me go, somebody in my family died. Let me go bury him first. And Jesus says this, nobody who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. What Jesus is saying is this, you cannot do and build the kingdom of God if you're halfway committed. You can't. You can try, you can want to, but you can't build the kingdom of God. You can't see and taste and experience the kingdom of heaven really come through in your life and in your future the way that it's supposed to, the way that it's required, if your plan is to kind of do the things of God and then look back and decide, do I kind of want to keep doing this or do I not? Do I really want to follow Jesus and decide what he wants for my relationship or not? Jesus says, nobody, 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 nobody who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Why? Because good culture, kingdom culture requires commitment. It requires commitment. And I know that you're kind of, some of us in here, maybe on your campus, you're in the season of life where you're not really kind of, you're only kind of committed because mom drives you places, right? Like you're committed, but Mom decides if I'm committed or not because it's her car and she takes me places. But for a lot of us, you're in the season of life where you're getting to decide what you're going to commit to. And if you make a commitment, you've got to decide if you're going to show up or not. You've got to decide if it actually matters or if it doesn't. And honestly, this is the last, for those of you who aren't in that season, this is the last time you'll be in that season for the rest of your life. From here on out, the power of your future is in your hands to decide how committed you are. So here's the first thing I want to challenge you to do, all right? This is the good culture that we're going to try to build. The first thing to commit to is this. This is going to sound simple, but we're going to talk about this for a second. Commit to Jesus. Commit to him. Commit to him. Look, you're here. You're in the sixth grade. This is your second week ever at Fuse. You're so excited. Listen, go ahead and decide. Commit to Jesus. Decide it now when you want to. And then in a little bit later, when you don't want to, decide it then too. Decide to commit to Jesus. Good culture requires commitment. And if you're gonna commit, commit to Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says this. Write this, write this verse down. This is the encouragement. Let's hold fast the confession of our hope. Hold fast the belief that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hold on to the promise of salvation for you without wavering because God who promised is faithful. The encouragement is this, look, commit to Jesus. Hey, you're in the sixth grade right now. You've never had a boyfriend. You think boys stink and they're icky and it's all well and good, great. Here in a few years when you get asked to prom, commit to Jesus. Look, you're here and you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm about to graduate high school. High school's been amazing. You're getting ready to move in here in just a couple of short weeks with a roommate you've never met before at a college that you've visited a couple of times. Look, commit to Jesus. You have to actively decide right now that you are going to follow Jesus. You may not even know what that means, but decide in your heart, I'm going to follow Jesus. Jesus said this, if you want to find your life, you have to give up trying to find it and you have to follow me. That's what he said. If you try to save your life, if you try to find it, you're going to lose it. But if you'll follow me, what you'll find is a life, a more abundant life than you ever could find on your own. But you have to commit to Jesus. This means you have to commit to what Jesus says about what relationships should look like. Over and above what you feel, over and above what Twitter tells you, or over and above what those snap stories say, over and above what you think culture is saying is okay, you have to commit to what Jesus says about relationships. You have to commit to Jesus saying, honor your mother and your father. You have to commit to it, even when you don't feel like honoring your father and your mother. 
especially when you don't feel like it, especially when they have not done nice to you, when they have not said nice to you, when they have not prepared you maybe in the way that you wanted to, you have to commit to following Jesus when you want to and when you don't. You have to commit to following Jesus in your life of integrity. This is the summertime. Most of the time you're spending is by yourself. You have to decide, I'm gonna commit to Jesus when nobody's watching and nobody can see. I'm gonna commit to Jesus when I'm here at Fuse. My hands are raised, my voice is singing, my feet are dancing, I'm all over it. But when I'm at home by myself tonight at 11 o'clock, I'm committing to Jesus then. It requires commitment. You gotta decide. And you deciding not to decide is you deciding. If you don't decide, you're deciding that you didn't wanna decide. You have to commit. Good culture in your life is going to come by you deciding to commit. So commit to Jesus, regardless of what it is. Cash it all in, you know, push all the chips in and just decide I'm gonna follow Jesus. And whatever that means for me now, at 12 years old, the little that I understand about following Jesus, I'm gonna do that now. And over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, as I grow older, I'm gonna commit to following Jesus with my whole life. So commit to Jesus. Outside of committing to Jesus, look, just hear me say this for a second. The second point is this, commit to us. Commit to us. Let's talk about this for a second. Some of you guys, I almost said most of you guys, I guess it is the majority, but it's not really a majority. Let me just, let me, this is family time. This is summertime infused. Let me be honest with you. A lot of you guys are infused groups. A lot of you aren't infused groups though. And I'm just telling you right now, this summer you need to commit to us. And not just your fuse group, you need to commit to being at church on Sunday. Look, you coming to fuse a couple of Wednesday nights a month is not gonna do it for you. I've seen this play, I've been around here for 15 years. If you're the one that shows up at fuse a couple of times a month, by the time you become a junior in high school, you will walk away from following Jesus, you will. You will, you'll bounce. Because at some point, it's not gonna be the cool new thing. You're not gonna like the songs. You're gonna find a girl who wants to hang out on Wednesdays instead of coming to Fuse. And if you haven't decided to commit to us, you are going to walk away. So commit to us. If you're in a Fuse group, commit to them this summer. When your Fuse group leader texts you and says, hey, are you coming to breakfast in the morning? Don't pretend like you didn't get the text. When they call you, pick your phone up. When your Fuse group is trying to find a time to hang out, hang out with them. If you're just here week after week and you have friends that are in a fuse group and you just don't wanna be, commit to being in a fuse group. Look, some of you, you're here every week and you're in a fuse group, you need to show up at church on Sunday and you need to start serving somewhere because this ministry is not just to make you feel good about following Jesus. It is to get you involved in the lifestyle of discipleship that it takes for you to make it long-term. You need to be serving somebody. You need to bring your mom and your dad and your grandpa and everybody in your family. You need to come to church on Sunday. You need to go through Connect class. You need to get plugged in and serve in somebody, especially if you don't want to. You need to get in a kid's spring room and you need to help lead a little five-year-old to Jesus. You need to press play on a computer somewhere. You need to run some lights. You need to pick up a broom and sweep something. This summer, you need to commit to us. You do. Commit to being at Fuse. It's so easy not to, and I'm not throwing shade. I'm just telling you the reality of it is some of you next Wednesday will be at a pool at five o'clock and you'll have to decide, am I going to Fuse tonight or am I gonna hang out here? Everybody's gotta make that decision. Commit to us. 
We're committed to you. Your fuse group leader wishes they could take a summer off. Let's just be honest. We got a lot of teachers that serve. They got a break. And you know what they're still doing? Serving you. We got people that are taking vacation. Look, you know what? We have 900 or so gauntlet room leaders that are grown adults who are not just taking a week off of their work, but they're also paying to come down and sleep on the floor of your hotel room so that you can have an amazing week in your discipleship journey. You want to know why? Because they're committed to us. Commit to us. I'm not yelling at you. I'm asking you, commit to this. This is your family. This is your discipleship journey. Commit to us. I need you. You need me. And we all need each other. God created us to need each other. Commit to us. Commit. I'm serious. Some of y'all, you know what you do? Here's the most spiritual thing you could do. You go online tonight. You go to the New Spring website. And you sign up for Connect class. You commit to coming to Connect so you can get plugged in and serve somewhere. Some of y'all need to drink coffee on Sunday mornings and hold the door for some grown-ups and say, welcome to church, welcome to church, have a good morning, happy Sunday, welcome to church. You need to do it for the rest of your middle school or high school career. You need to do it. Commit to us. Commit. Joshua, uh, not that verse. Number two, commit to us. Number two is this. The next thing is this, commit to them. Commit to them. You know who them are? That's horrible grammar. You know who them is? That's worse. I don't know what to say. Them is the people in your life that need Jesus. You have to commit to them. We all have them. Commit to the people in your life that don't know Jesus. Commit to them. Don't just like see them every now and then or kind of text them every now and then. Look, play offense and flood them this summer with love. Flood them with text messages. Flood them with invites to church. Flood them with encouragement. Commit to them. Decide. Go ahead with your small group now and make a summer list of the people that you're going to commit to having involved in your fuse group when you get back into school. Commit to them. Decide you're going to make it a point to text them in the morning. Decide you're going to make it a point to call them. Decide you're going to make it a point to pray for them. Commit to them. Circle up in your fuse group and pray for heaven to come in and invade their conversations. For the people that are not at fuse right now and you know where they are and you know what they're doing and it breaks your heart and you're going to come and sing and they're going to be off doing something, commit to them. Commit to them. This world is so filled with wishy-washy people who say they're going to do one thing and then they go and do another. You will stand out like a sore thumb if you'll decide to be consistent in somebody's life. You will. Otherwise, the only people that are going to be consistent in their lives are the people that don't want to drink by themselves. So they're going to text them on Thursday or Friday or whatever time. They're going to, they're going to be committed. The people that want to ruin their lives are going to be committed to them. So you got to commit to them too. So go ahead tonight and write it down. Here's the person that I'm committing to this summer. I'm committing to inviting them to Fuse all summer long. I'm committing to getting them to come hang out and eat breakfast with my Fuse group or go out on the lake on the boat with my Fuse group. I'm committed to them. I am committed to this person getting involved in the discipleship process. If five of you decide to commit to one person and every single one of you, somebody's sending them a text every day, I promise you by the time school gets back in, they will be in your Fuse group and it will be like they've been there from day one. Commit to them. Commit to showing the people around you that you care about them falling in love with Jesus. And here's one of the more important ones. You ready? And hear me, kind of hear me out on this. Commit to you. Commit to you. If you plant turnips in the ground, what will you grow? That wasn't a trick question. Hopefully it was easier than that. Okay, let's try it again. If you plant corn, what will you grow? 
Good. If you plant um, wheat, what will you grow? If you plant nothing, what will you grow? No, you will grow weeds. If you plant nothing, weeds will grow. So listen, you have to decide right now that you're going to plant some good seeds in you this summer. Commit to you. Look, let me, let me show you a guy in the Bible who was deciding he was going to build some really good culture. His name is Joshua. If you don't know the story, it's amazing. Here's what happens. All of God's people are slaves in where? Egypt, good. You need to read your Bible this summer too. That's good culture. You need to learn this part of the story. They're slaves in Egypt. God tells Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go so they can go to the desert. They can serve me. All the plagues come. God parts the sea. They come out into the desert. They're wandering around for 40 years. A handful of them, all the generation dies off. They get to the Jordan River. They cross the Jordan River. Moses dies. He hands it over to Joshua. Joshua is now leading God's people out of the wilderness into the promised land. And God tasks Joshua with building good culture. God tasks Joshua with commands and laws and encouragements and challenges and pushes to build good culture in the people of Israel. Here's what good culture looks like. You ready for this? This is a challenging verse of Scripture. This is a verse of scripture that you got to reckon with, whether you're 12 years old or you're 40 years old. This is a verse of scripture that has to matter to you. It would be good for you to write this down and deal with this verse personally over and over and over again. Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 says this. This is Joshua talking to the people of Israel. Therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. This is him setting some good culture. And then he says this, if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, then choose this day who you're going to serve. Whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But here's what he says, all right? And this is Joshua deciding for himself. He says this, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, I, Caleb White, am deciding I am going to serve God. I am going to follow Jesus. At the end of the day, you need to commit to yourself. You need to decide right now that you are going to build some good culture for you this summer. Don't leave it up to the people around you as to whether or not you're going to have a good summer. Decide you're going to. Don't leave it up to whether or not it just happens to work out with your vacation if you're going to get up and have a quiet time or you're going to read your Bible or you're going to have some sort of Bible reading plan or some sort of Devo or some sort of conversation with your fuse group or some sort Decide right now because if you don't decide, then you're deciding you don't want to because you're not going to gravitate toward having good culture in your life. You got to decide. Commit to you. So commit to following Jesus. Commit to it this summer. Commit to opening your Bible and saying, Jesus, what is it that you want me to do? Where is it you want me to go? How is it that you want me to be? Who am I? What is a Commit to that. Commit to it. And then commit to us. Commit to being here on Wednesdays. Commit to asking if you need, if somebody needs some help. Commit to finding a place to get plugged in, to serve somebody, to pick up a towel and to wash somebody's feet, to pour somebody a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning, to seeing if you can help sweep a room, clean a floor, pick something up, take out the trash. Commit to us. 
Find somebody that needs help and help them. Commit to us. Find, a, find somebody that you can get help to, to help them get plugged into a fuse group. Find somebody that's here tonight that's not in a group and help them get plugged in. Help them find a leader. Help them find some community. Commit to us. Commit to the people in your life that don't know Jesus. Commit to them. Good culture requires commitment. And then commit to you. You cannot, will not have anything to offer anybody if you don't get it for yourself first. How many of you have ever been on an airplane? How many of you have not been on an airplane? Okay, I envy you. I don't, your boy don't like flying. I just can't, I, can't, I don't know. I know that people much smarter than me figured it out, but I cannot do the math how something that heavy stays in the air for that long. I just, it doesn't make sense. It is what it is. When they do this thing, uh, the flight attendants come in and they got this thing playing overhead and they're like, exits are here and it's here, and, you know, here, all the things. And they're, you know, showing you where your life vest is. In case of an emergency, please wear your seatbelt because if this 30,000 pound machine falls out of the sky at 6 billion miles an hour, the seatbelt's gonna be crucial to you surviving if you land in the ocean and sink to the bottom. You will need this seatbelt, right? Doesn't make any sense. But they're telling you this. And here's what they say first. In case of loss of cabin pressure, meaning this airplane's fallen out of the sky and nobody can breathe, we have created a thing for you where these, these air masks will drop out of the thing, right? Have you seen this where they just like shoot out? What, what do they tell you to do? Put yours on first. Why? Because if you don't get air, you can't help anybody. It doesn't do anybody any good on the plane for everybody to be running around trying to help everybody put their masks on if you don't put yours on first because you run out of air and then you can't help anybody. This is what so many of us try to do in our relationship with Jesus. You wanna be about everybody else's discipleship and you don't wanna worry about yours. And what happens is you run out of air and you got none to help anybody. Hey, put your mask on first this summer. Put your mask on first. You get the air that you need this summer. You get the breath of God that you need this summer. You get the water, the grace of God in your life this summer. You get the worship on for yourself that you need this summer. Commit to this being the summer of growth for you. And from there, commit to the people around you. But don't get it twisted. If you decide you're going to be at Fuse Group every week and you're never going to do anything to engage with God, Fuse Group's not going to help you. If you have perfect attendance at Fuse between now until your senior year in high school, but you never crack a Bible open, you never sit down on your knees and pray to God, you never confess your sins, you never engage in the discipleship process, this will not help you unless you put your mask on first. So here's what I'm just saying. Will you commit this summer? Will you be a part of the good culture that we're all trying to create here? Culture shapes our thinking, and thinking shapes our actions, and actions shape our habits, and our habits shape our lives. So let's create some good culture. Let's create a culture where the relationships at Fuse are an example for the people in your schools. Where when people at your school see a couple, of a, a guy and a girl that are dating and they have a healthy relationship and they're not, it's not marked by regrets, but it looks like they're actually having some good conversation and they seem to be growing together and their lives are bearing fruit. What they do is they figure out, what are these people doing? Man, they're a part of a good culture over there at Fuse. They let people speak into them. They let people call them out. They let people challenge them. So when you get on a ball team and when people are in the locker room and they see you busting your tail to try to set a good example and to pour your heart out and serve your team and be a good teammate and do all these things, they go, man, who is this kid and where does he, you know what, he's just a part of a good culture. 
And so because he's a part of a good culture, he builds good culture wherever he goes. Let's, be the, let's build a kind of culture where when you get back to school in the fall and you meet your new teachers and they start going, man, I wonder who's going to be a real pain in my, my rear end this, this year in my class. Man, but there's a couple of kids I'm really excited about being a part of my class this year. I wonder what's up with them. Oh, they must be a part of a good culture. Let's build it. Let's decide we're going to build it. Because the culture that we create now is going to determine who you end up being. It's going to determine who we end up being. It's going to determine whether or not people actually want to be a part of this. Look, you can go all out. We can spend $100,000 bringing in the coolest things, giving everybody free food, doing all the cool stuff to try to get your friends that don't know Jesus to come be a part of you. And you know what? They won't come unless the culture here is something they want to be a part of. So let's build good culture. Build good culture in your fuse group. Talk about the things you're actually struggling with. In the middle of hanging out for 100 hours a week this summer when y'all are just sitting around with nothing to do and you're laughing about the stupidest stuff because you've been together for five days straight, right? Actually find a time to talk about what you're going through. Build some good culture with each other. Make more memories and less regrets. Build good culture. Get out of your comfort zone. Challenge yourself to do something difficult. Let's build good culture. Let's do it. Let's build some good culture this summer. Let's build a good culture that it will be a joy to bring people into, that people will want to be a part of. But good culture requires commitment. And I can't commit for you, and you can't commit for me. But together, we can decide to commit to each other and build something that will get the attention of the world around us. So let's pray. Will you bow your head and close your eyes? Every single campus. Good cultures are filled with people who are constantly making decisions. Not just passively kind of going about their day and kind of, you know, just seeing what happens and seeing if it works and seeing if it doesn't. Good culture is built by people who decide. And some of you tonight, for the very first time in your life, you need to decide to follow Jesus. You've heard about him. You've read a couple of Bible verses about him. Your mom and dad follow him. And you need to decide tonight that you're gonna commit to following Jesus. So if that's you, and you have not made the decision to follow Jesus, to submit to the Lordship uh, and His leadership in your life, to receive His salvation from your sins, to become a son or a daughter of God. And tonight you're ready to decide to follow Jesus for the very first time. Then here in just a few minutes, what I want you to do is when everybody stands up and we go to sing, I want you to find a leader around you with the sticker, and I want you to go have a conversation with them. I want you to ask them what it means to follow Jesus. And I want you to listen to them. For some of you tonight, you're following Jesus, but you're trying to do it on your own. And you need to commit to us. 
And so in this next few minutes of worship after you sing, before you leave tonight, you need to find a volunteer with a sticker and you need to say, get me signed up for Connect because I need to be a part of this church. I need to get into a group. I need to actually jump in and serve somebody else. You need to commit to us. And I'm serious when I say this, a lot of people in here, this is your next step tonight. You need to commit to us. You need to take a step in and you need to get off the sidelines and you start serving somebody. For some of you, the connection tonight is this. You need to commit to pray and circle the wagons around somebody in your life that needs to follow Jesus, that you have been heartbroken over, you've been praying for, you're desperate about them, maybe it's your family member or a friend, and you need to commit to them this summer. You need to write a date on the calendar that you are begging God for them to be saved by. You need to talk to your friends and say, look, whatever we gotta do this summer, we're going after them. We will kidnap them if we have to and bring them to Fuse. We will bribe them. We will raise money and pay them to come to Fuse. I don't care what we gotta do. You need to get after after them tonight. For some of you, you need to commit to yourself. Tonight, for some of you, you need to worship tonight. You need to sing for the first time. You're like, man, I just I get my cup filled up when everybody else sings. No, you don't. No, you don't. Nobody gets their cup filled up when everybody else sings. The Bible is clear. You only get your cup filled up when you sing. Your mouth was created to praise God. You feel good when everybody else sings because you see them worshiping, but you're afraid to. So you got to sing. Tonight, you need to put the mask on yourself. You need to commit to you. Some of you need to commit to yourself this week. You need to quit trying to talk everybody else into following Jesus. You need to actually pick up your Bible and read for yourself. Some of you need to commit to praying yourself this week. Whatever it is, we're getting ready to sing a song where the whole point of this is just this. It says, I've decided to follow Jesus. And I'm telling you, you're going to be tempted to sing this song because it's really good. But some of you need to ask yourself whether or not you really need to sing this song. Because some of you really have decided to follow Jesus. And it is amazingly challenging and encouraging to watch you follow Jesus. It's beautiful. And some of you have not decided to follow Jesus. And it's easy to see. And I don't want to see you sing this song and lie to yourself. What I'd love for you to do, though, is to get on your knees and beg God to show you why you haven't decided to follow Jesus. And then you need to commit. One of these lyrics is this, there's no turning back. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm not asking you to not have any questions. I'm not asking you to never doubt anything. I'm just saying, don't turn back. Don't quit. Don't bail when things get challenging or when you have a question or when you, you know, you forget something or when you, you worry about something. Don't quit. So let's stand on every campus and I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna sing. So Jesus, thank you for being committed to us. Thank you for committing to us no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter how we feel. You promised you would never leave us and you would never forsake us. You are committed to us. And so, Father, what I'm asking right now is would you help us to reconcile in our heart where we are and where we're not committed to you? And will you help us tonight to decide we're going to commit to you? So come now. Create and stir up worship in our heart toward you now, Jesus. In your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. amen.